Welcome to the First Pres Podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.20, 9.45, and 11.10. You can learn more about First Pres at www.first-pres.org. And I want to say a, a greeting as we go to the New Testament reading uh, to those that are joining us on uh, online, on live stream, or those in the overflow room or others who wish you could be in here with us, you're with us. We're glad that you're here, and it's a joy to be together. Would you open your Bibles with me? Let's look at Luke chapter 2. It's our passage as we celebrate Christmas Eve is Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 14. Friends, hear now the word of the Lord. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests." Lord, we thank you for your holy word. Pray that you would so illumine our minds and soften our hearts that we can hear your word, not some dead letter of an ancient day, Lord, but your voice speaking to us today of your great love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, again, I say Merry Christmas. This is an exciting time. We light such a light together to the glory of Jesus tonight, to gather like this and to glorify the name of Jesus, to put his name above all names. This is such a light that we illuminate for the glory of Jesus, such a light. To see it, we might never be the same. Like Isaiah said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in a land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. Some things we see, they change us. I always love these, uh, these end-of-the-year collections of photographs. Best photograph of 2016. Time Magazine does 100. USA Today does a collection of them. They're so powerful. Many of them are so beautiful. A lot of them are, are tragic. A lot of them are sad. Some of them are just profoundly moving. But some things that we see, they change us. They change us forever, just seeing them once. And what I want to say to you is, if in our worship you see 
the light of Christ. If in our worship together in this hour, you see the glory of the Lord, open your heart. Let it come in and change you. We are here to be made different. The McConnells, uh, my family, we spent Thanksgiving in Lancaster, Pennsylvania with my wife Abigail's family. And it's a tradition now to go to the Fulton Theater, a small restored theater downtown, and enjoy whatever off-Broadway production they have going on. And this year it was Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. (laughs) Try to get that out of your head the rest of the night. And maybe you know the story, there's a, you know, a selfish prince who gets cursed because he doesn't know how to love. And not only is he cursed and turned into a beast, but the whole castle and everyone around him are all cursed and turned into objects, a clock and a, a candlestick and a teapot. Every knife and fork and plate in the place is one of these, and they're all locked into this terrible fate. So they do what any reasonable group of people would do when cursed and imprisoned in despair. They come up with carefully choreographed musical numbers and break into song. (laughs) That was a great show. They did a great job with it. I love that. But here's the point. Here's the point. The beast had to do two things to break the curse. He had to get somebody to love him, and he had to love that person in return. Do you remember? He had to learn to love, and he had to learn to be loved. If he could do that, then the whole curse, all the the isolation and the despair, the hopelessness, it all disappears, not only for him, but for all of those around him. If he can love and if he can be loved, then all the people around him get to be human again. If you can learn to love and learn to be loved, it doesn't just come down to you. You see, everyone around you gets to be a little more human. But that's just fantasy. And I want to shift to reality. About 2016 years ago, give or take, A very real baby was born to a virgin mother in a very real town called Bethlehem, outside of a real city called Jerusalem, and we all know just where that is. It's not a myth or a legend or lore that we mark tonight. There's no once upon a time, there's no once in a land far, far away about this. This is an event an event that changed the world and reshaped human history because that baby, that particular baby, was God's only son. That baby was more than just a human being. It was God in the flesh coming into the world to restore what was rotten, to recapture what was drifting away, to save the world he made. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, 
but to save the world through him. We've been, uh, as a church, walking through the Christmas story under the theme, Beloved, all this month. God called Jesus his beloved son. When Jesus was baptized, a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Pretty gushy for an almighty, powerful being, don't you think? A little gushy. But we can all relate to that, any of us who've had children, You know the power, that profound moment when the love washes over you, your heart wells up and you look upon your child, you look whether at birth or adoption or some moment and your heart just bursts and you say, my beloved. But God's beloved was sent on a mission. God's beloved, Jesus, comes to us when we can't get to him. He says, I'm coming to save. I'm coming to claim you. And he comes across an infinite distance. The beloved will make all things right. Jesus has the authority to set things right in this world and in our hearts. The beloved, this beloved, he can't be stopped in his mission of love. He won't be frustrated or turned away. This is not some cold, emotionless errand, Jesus come to earth, but Jesus comes with passion to seek and to save the lost. Nobody can stop his love. You can kill Jesus. And he still loves you. Recently heard the story of David Wilkerson, a courageous pastor who reached out to the gangs in New York City to reach those kids for Christ. And one day a gang leader named Nicky Cruz pulled a knife and threatened to kill him on the streets. And Wilkerson looked him in the eye and he said, you could cut me into a thousand pieces and lay them all out across this street, and every piece would love you still. That is the kind of courageous love with which Jesus is pursuing you. That's the kind of passion, the kind of courage. Nothing can stop his love. And this beloved one, he brings forgiveness and he brings restoration. Jesus is not just a forgiver. He's not just the great forgiver in the sky. He's a redeemer. He's a powerful liberator sent to bring us from imprisonment to spiritual darkness into his kingdom of everlasting light. And tonight we get to see the whole thing. We rehearse again today the whole thing. The arc of history, this narrative of salvation, all narrowed down to a child, an infant in a cradle, crying in the night, God's beloved son, come to claim you, because God so loved the world. He so loved you that he sent his son to break the curse, to make you human again, to release you from what binds you, to let you walk in freedom and in love, to rename you his beloved. And from the cradle, the same question comes to us. Can you love and will you be loved? It was such a monumental event, the birth of Jesus, that we still count our calendars from it. We still come out to church. We still drag 
pine trees into our home and put junk on them. <laughs> Hang socks by our fireplace. We jingle bells and deck halls and dash through snow and sing Bing Crosby, all this stuff. What on earth are we doing? It's all because of this. It's all because of this. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, a very real man in a very real place because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. That's it. That's how it happened. That's how God entered the world. Tale as old as time, but a very real baby, a very real mother, a real change, a real hope. Can you believe it? And there were shepherds nearby. That's not hard to believe. Bethlehem was where they raised all the sheep that would be sent up to be sacrificed in the temple in Jerusalem, perfect and without blemish. An angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds. Now that is hard to believe. I've never seen an angel. I've never seen one come and do that. But uh, I'm not uh, such a cold intellectual as to disbelieve the possibility. I've seen some weird things. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Now that I can't believe. I'd be terrified too. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, the beloved of God is born. And now we get to the heart of the message. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Good news of great joy. For who? For all people. First, good news. Good news. Some use the word evangelical, you know, like it's a voting block. But evangel means good news. We're an evangelical church. That means we're people of, of good news. This is good news. The angel came and said to the shepherds, don't be afraid. I've come to good news you. I've come to evangelize you. That's literally what the angel said. I've come to tell you good news. And if you know it, if you believe it, you will be changed forever. Friends, what happened when Jesus was born was good news. The message of Christmas isn't good advice about what you should do. The message of Christmas isn't a good appeal about what you might give or contribute. The message of Jesus is good news of what God has done. He has sent a Savior for you and for me. Celebrate it again. Celebrate it again tonight in such a way that you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the birth of Jesus Christ is good news. Not just for the world, 
but for you. The angel said, I bring you what? Good news of great joy. The choir's with me. Great joy. It didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be a joyful proclamation. Did you know that God is interested in your joy? The angel says, I bring you good news of great joy. You see? Because this son, Jesus, this one who's been sent, what's the, what's the good news of great joy? What's so great about Jesus being born? Well, let me summarize it for you. There's a God, and this God created us to be in a loving and joyful relationship with him. But we turned away, all of us, each of us individually and collectively, we turned away from God. And when you turn away from God, your relationship gets strained. Beyond strained, it gets broken. And all of a sudden, we were children of God, estranged from our Father, lost and alone in the cosmos. And this brought in death. When you break your relationship with your parents, you know the allowance stops or the holidays get awkward. But when you break your relationship with the author of life, when you turn from the sun, you walk into shadows and darkness, that's when death comes. In Romans, it says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin earns death like a paycheck, you see, and you can see that at work in the world, but God didn't want to see it. God didn't want us to walk into darkness. God didn't want us to go our own way into our own destruction. God sent His Son. That's good news. God sent his son Jesus, and being a man without sin, Jesus was able to take the death we deserved up onto the cross. And being God, Jesus was able to escape the bonds of death. And being our Savior, Jesus is able to bring anyone who will call on his name out of darkness, out of confusion, out of the cold, out of despair, and into the light of life that you may proclaim the excellence of him who has called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. If you see the light of Christ, don't turn away. Open your heart. Good news. Good news of great joy. The angel could have come and just said, look, here's the deal, good news. Uh, it could have been like the prison guard walking down the hall, knocking his truncheon along the bars, dot, 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 slipping his key into your door and sliding it open, and just saying, hey, 22357, boss says you're free, get out. That could have been the angel. Hey, Jesus made a way for you, you're free, get out. No, good news of great joy. It's time to celebrate. Not only are you free from the penalty of your own sins, but you are called into eternal life, thick, joyful, overflowing, gladsome, happy, eternal life with God and Jesus Christ. Great joy. Good news. Great what? For some of the people.
No, <laughs> for all people. The birth of Jesus wasn't just for the Israelites. It isn't just for us, uh, you know, Americans. It wasn't just for the Europeans. He's, he's for all people. Abigail and I will, will get on a plane in just a couple of weeks and go with our team to Egypt. It's an honor to stand with the Christians of Egypt at this time. And every time I get around Christians of another culture, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed, particularly with the children. It astounds me. They know Jesus, these little children. They know the same Jesus that I know, the same Jesus my children know. They've seen him, I can tell. They have the same joy in their eye, the same song in their heart. They know Jesus, only they know him in Farsi or they know him in, in Arabic. Jesus speaks to them in Swahili and Cantonese and Russian and French. He even speaks with a British accent <laughs> to some kids. Jesus is good news of great joy for all people. And one last thing, if Jesus is for all people, don't you know this means Jesus is for you. If you see the light of Christ, open your heart to receive. Jesus is good news of great joy for you. Jesus, the beloved, has come, and in him, you are accepted. You are loved. You are redeemed. You are saved. You are again the beloved child of God. Only call on his name. Tale as old as time. Shun God. Shun those who are near to you. Shun the ones who love you. Become the beast, alone in his castle. Or, or, learn to love and to be loved. Look to the fathomless love of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Feel his overflowing love and grace in your life. Open your heart to receive love from the fount of all love, the face of Jesus Christ. Don't become the beast shut off and alone. Open your heart to the love of God in Jesus Christ. You've come to see the baby Jesus. It's the whole of Jesus that you need. You've come to celebrate Christmas, but it is all of Christ that you need in your life. Don't turn your shoulder from the light of God in Jesus Christ. Open your heart to him. Christ has come on a mission of love, and he knew your name all the way from where he was to where he has come to reach you. He's come to you, and this is your gift. This is the Christ. This is your Lord and Savior. Love and be loved, beloved. Almighty God, help us to see your love. Help us to open our hearts again to your light. Help us to open these chambers that lock us up lonely. Lord, pour your love into our lives tonight in such a way that we can leave here singing with great joy, the Lord has come. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at first-prez.org.